Hey Seacast, I'm your host, Christy Swadley, and welcome to Yo Balance Co. We'll be talking about everything to do with health, fitness, well-being, and the power of your thoughts and the mind. So listen up, tune in, and let's go together. Hello, Seacasters. I know it has been some time since I've recorded another episode for Yo Balance Co., but we are back with a banger and I will be keeping it consistent from now on. So with this episode, I actually interview Amber Mayer. So she is one of my closest friends and she's a qualified personal trainer. She coaches girls all around the world online to actually build a better relationship with food, with their body and also achieve their goals. So Amber does have a past with severe binge eating and I also have experience on this topic. I have made a few videos about it before, but basically we just wanted to sit, chat, have a talk about binge eating, make it a safe place for anyone who is going through a similar experience and also share our recovery tips with binge eating. Hello, Amber, and welcome to Yo Balance Co. Hello. Thank you for having me. So like I was saying in the intro, you are a qualified personal trainer Mm -hmm. and you coach girls online and you help them with obviously training, lol, diet, and also their relationship with food and their body. That's right. So I like to have a balanced approach between nutrition, training, and mindset, basically working on all areas of their life, physically, mentally, and emotionally as well. Mm, Because it's such a huge aspect when it comes down to training and getting goals and seeing results. It's literally all about mindset. Mm. You can have the most driven person in the world, achieve so much, but you take away that drive, they're not feeling it that day, and you know, there's no goal setting anymore. Mm. There's nothing to strive for. Exactly. So it's about changing that mindset into aiming for those goals, setting them, putting somewhere they can see them every single day, and then working back in the strategies step-by-step, little habits every single day. It's crazy. Like, as a coach, do you find a lot of people's attitude and behavior stems from past? A hundred percent. Definitely it could be uh, the way they were brought up, the relationships they've been in, the people they surround themselves in general, if you find a motivated person, you generally find that they're like closest three kind of people are pretty motivated as well. Mm, 100%. Like, or they've come from some, they've overcome something and it's yeah. created that person. But then they generally look for people that are similar to them. Mm, you like you mesh with that type of vibe and that's, well, that's what it. you enjoy being around. Yeah, you find the people who aren't really motivated they work with people that aren't motivated, their partner's not really motivated, like their friends aren't really that motivated to make a change. They're just kind of happy, you know, running day-to-day life as it is with no big changes. I like that you say um, that usually they've gone through something that has pushed them to create that motivation. I've read a quote and it was, um, I don't remember it exactly, but it was there is two things that push you to change and it's either – inspiration or desperation well of that mm, 100% like when you're at a point mentally where you feel as though that you you need that change that's when you make that push yeah, you can't take it anymore unless you make that change mm. yeah and that's when you start to like seek either help or you seek certain podcasts personal development things that are going to help that change and also like give you that sense of comfortability and like that, that you feel understood 100%. I would say that most of my girls and guys that have come to me 
um, they're at that point in their life where they're like, I need to make a change. Mm. This needs to happen now. Mm. And then we just start putting those steps in place so that we can start achieving their goals. But it's the little habits day by day. Exactly. The little steps that then turn into the bigger habits that then, you know, fulfill our strategies that then start reaching our goals. And then we hit those bigger goals and mm. just keeps going from there. So with today's podcast, I am actually really, really, really excited about it because it is one of the main questions that I get asked to talk about with my podcast, with my channel. And I, I've i been at this place mentally with binge eating and I know how much it can affect your entire life. And That's right, yeah. I know how lost you can feel because you just, you feel like it's not a normal thing. You it's feel literally like, like an isolation. Mm. You're almost playing two characters, the character that you portray to other people and then your own kind of hidden character. Yeah. I would always say it like that, like when I went out with my friends, I was the person who could eat the most and I was tiny. I could eat so much and I was always so bubbly and friendly and, and I am those things as well. But then when I was by myself, it was like, Completely different story. Completely different. That shame behind eating. Mm. I would isolate myself because my gut problems were so bad when I was binge eating as well. So <laughs> my IBS, even Just like the gas and stuff that comes yeah, with it, all literally. that fun. Do you find that your binge eating... Was it developed from restrictive eating or was it just, did it just naturally occur? Restrictive eating. Which is mainly. Most people. Yeah, yeah, it is. So it was one of those things. I had pretty good genetics growing up. Um, super lucky for that. And then I hit a certain age and I moved in with a partner and they had a deep fryer at home and pretty much all they ate was deep fried chips on piece of bread and like minute steaks and cereal and I had no idea how to cook so I just ate those things too and then suddenly within a few months I'd put on like oh like eight to ten kilos and it was only when I saw a photo of myself I was going out all the time I was binge drinking as well I saw a couple of like town photos out and I was like oh like, well, <laughs> what happened there yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was a bit shocked and then I was kind of like okay well, if I've put on this weight so quickly from eating all this food, what about if I just stop eating stop all that eating food? <laughs> Let's see yeah. what happens. So that's kind of when your restrictive eating came into play. 100%. So Cut obviously out gluten, you dairy. Nutrition that's that's in, it. Yeah. No idea. So I just yeah. was like, Let's take the food that I'm eating and then restrict it to tiny amounts. Mm, I feel so like back everyone, then that's what people thought you had to do in that's order right. to lose weight. Yeah. So instead of having a bowl of cereal, I had half a cup of cereal. Yeah. And instead of having a bowl of milk, I had half a cup of skim milk. Yeah. So everything was pretty much the same, just reduced. Instead of like and a half. plate of chips, I would have yeah. like a small amount of like steamed potato with a tiny bit of steak. And I just wouldn't eat in front yeah. of people and I wouldn't go out to eat. And I would just like hide away and eat my little amounts. And then I lost weight so quickly. But along with that, I also lost my period for two years. Um, so how I, long did this restrictive eating last for? Oh, at least a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. I've been on and off probably for about, I'd say about six years. I'd say I've been healthy for a couple of years. Um, it got better and worse, but the binge eating was on and off. So I would get better with it. The anorexia in itself was like a two-year thing. I restricted from everything. Didn't eat. 
And then I found out that you could eat. And then all you had to do was purge after it. Oh, so and then it was fine. Yeah. yeah. And then you start binge eating because then you're like, okay, how much can I fit in here? And then get out. <laughs> and then get out. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. And Literally. that, it, it, it's kind of like when you have some form of eating disorder, it can just develop into so many different ones because you're just generally so confused about food and what's a normal amount. And that's right. Majority of people who do go through some form of restrictive eating, it does whether they are going through stages of restriction, um, overeating, restriction, overeating, or in my case, mine actually developed after I tried to recover because I was just so unsure of what a normal portion was like. And as well, um, malnourishment comes into play. So your body is just generally starving. And I find that was, it was really hard mentally because it was kind of like, no, no, I need this food. So that's okay. But after a period of time so to grow, yeah, and recover. but after a period of time, habits a thing, whether mm. you're recovering or not. That's right. So habitually I created it to be completely normal to overeat. Um, and it did, it just, it stemmed into a habit and it's something that I, it did take time to kind of get out of. And this is something that I want to talk about with you. Do you have any methods or coping mechanisms that you use to help you get out of, of them habits? So I definitely educated myself with nutrition. That was the biggest thing. Um, I currently eat low FODMAP as well because it triggers my IBS, which developed from the restrictive eating. So I learned what foods I could and couldn't eat. I stopped restricting in general. I think that's a huge, huge part. So like I always say to my girls, if you feel like chocolate, have a couple of weeks of chocolate. Don't not have it because what's going to happen at the end of the week, you're going to buy like a six pack of donuts, which is completely fine as well if that's what you want to do, as long as you go into it knowing that's what you wanted to do. Mm. So I find not restricting is the biggest thing, allowing every type of food into your life. No limitations. Not saying you can't eat that. Even during like my comp prep that I'm in, I still utilize chocolate every single day. Otherwise you'll binge on it. That's right. I still eat cheese every single day. I eat bread every single day. I eat potato every single day. All those foods that people are like, oh, I couldn't eat that. I'm dieting. I couldn't eat this and that. It's no longer a diet. It's a lifestyle. So it's changing your whole mentality about it. You're no longer dieting. You're no longer restricting. You're just eating to fuel your body. So I have days where I fuel my body like an athlete, ready to train. It's fuel. Mm. It gets me going. It has good, good mood enhancing. And then I have days where I say I'm feeding my soul. And it's not a whole day. It might be like a meal or something. But then um, you're quenched by that. So you it. don't you don't, don't have that need to. Yeah, that's so right. Adding on to that, I actually had specific binge foods. Yeah, right. Um, Which is normal. Normal, yeah. so normal. And these binge foods occurred because I didn't allow myself these foods for yeah. so long. Perfect example, peanut butter. And I mean two jars of peanut butter. And (laughs) at first I wouldn't buy peanut butter. But whenever I was exposed to it, I would go to town. Mm. So what I started to do is actually learn to challenge myself. You are so much better off um, challenging yourself and learning to cope around that certain food rather than restricting it altogether. It may take time. But set yourself a goal. So what I would do is I would make I would make sure I'd have the goal 
before I would eat the peanut butter. So yeah. this goal would be, okay, have one tablespoon and make sure that you're in a conscious place when you're doing it. So you're in a calm environment and most importantly, you're not eating in the kitchen. So set up your plate, put the peanut butter on your toast in a serving size, put the peanut butter back and go sit down with some water. 100%. So I had I had water or I had milk or I had juice because this was a trigger to kind of, okay, your meal is finished. Yeah. Okay. And I would make sure I would drink the thing, whatever it was, I would make sure I would drink it. And that would kind of trigger me as, okay, you're finished. If you want more later, wait an hour. You don't Literally, need it right now because a binge bad. is something that continuous. It's continuous. Oh, no, 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 it no, no, happens no. straight after. Yeah. So it's not like I said, that's all you can have. Yeah. I told myself, you can have it in an hour. You're allowed to have it in an hour. And having that reassurance that you can have some later, yeah. I didn't need to binge on it. Because and that's when you know your mentality is getting a bit messed up again. If you're counting down that hour, yeah, that's when it's time to well, reach by, out for help again. By that, yeah. by, by that hour, I didn't even want it anymore. That's it, 100%. Because a binge is something it's very instant. Yes. Yes. So every single time I actually never wanted it within that hour, it was just this urge. And if you say to yourself, you can eat again soon, Mm. just allow yourself time, relax, go read a book, go have a bath, and then come back. Even another type of reward. That's right, like go paint your nails. Yes, exactly. Go do something nice. So I actually did have a couple of habits you've just reminded me of, Um, habits that would stop the binge or pull me out of it. I used to have a peppermint tea. So peppermint's great for reducing cravings. So I would have that afterwards. It would not only signify that my meal or sometimes if it had been a binge was done, but it would just also help with that bloating or uncomfortable feeling if I had given into a binge. But it was something that just I was like, come out of it, get your peppermint tea, babe. It's over. Like it's done. Brushing your teeth is another good one. Which signifies the end of a meal, same as like the end it's, of the night. Yeah, type of triggers. It does. It helps. It that's kind it. of that's what when you have created a pattern with something, you need to challenge yourself to break that pattern. That's right. And so by, even like have a shower or yes. I, every now and again, if I felt like I was going to be in this weird like binge kind of mode, I would do something like restart my day again, and it would be something as simple as I used to love doing this, and I think this is why I got so good at doing makeup so quickly. I would makeup. take off my makeup and I would do it again. <laughs> like, oh, and it would symbolize Coping a mechanism. new day yeah. in pretty, my head, no matter pretty, what time. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And it was just a, it was literally like wipe off this face, this day's done, mm. new face, new day. Mm. Like it 100%, was, it was like, just a, some habit that just it worked. Allow yourself to, even if you have had a mini binge, one, make your main goal to get out of it, but two, don't beat yourself up. And then don't restrict. Oh my gosh. No, that's the worst thing you can do. Yeah. It's like the biggest thing is that people are like, oh, I ate all this food. So the next day, you know, I didn't eat this, this, and this. If you wake up and you are not hungry and you're force feeding yourself to try and, you know, not binge or or not restrict, sorry, that's different. If you're not hungry, don't force yourself to eat, Mm. but then don't not eat. If you're hungry, get up, start your normal day. Continue on with your day and just eat your normal foods. It, it, it is. It's honestly so important. And speaking from experience here, after recovering from an eating disorder, it took me years and years and years to get out of the mindset of just constantly thinking about food. And I don't struggle with binge eating now at all. And the only time I really did rec- like um, 
struggle with it was when I first started to recover. But something that I did struggle with is the urge of always needing food and thinking about food. And it actually wasn't till I started eating in a, a surplus, yeah. a, a decent surplus yeah. and a good amount of food where I'm not hungry all the time now. Yeah, exactly. I'm not thinking about food all the time now. My body is fueled. And That's it. It's I've, fueled. Yeah, I've definitely um, acknowledged within my my recent bulk where I am very consistent with a high amount of calories that I'm not thinking about food 24-7. No. And I'm I'm not hungry 24-7. That stress is gone. That fight or flight response mm. is gone. It's crazy. Which is something that really, yes. Yeah. I find um, when I'm in more of a deficit, my fight or flight response is way more up. Your urge for cravings comes back a little bit. Mm. Um, I found the deficit does like it's restricting it's food. Does that's why so it should be short periods. Yes, short periods of not restricting of deficiting is way more beneficial. Just do little ones mini and cuts. have mini cuts yeah. and have goals for them. Last year, I did a comp prep that went for nearly like. 40 weeks. Um, now, I didn't have to restrict at all. I was allowed to have chocolate every day. Mm. I was allowed to have, I think I had popcorn every day and like potato and cheese and all these things, all these yummy foods. And every week my coach would tell me, let's change your food. What do you want to change it to? And I was set in such a stubborn mind frame. Like, no, I see the goals working. I see my body shape. I don't want to change. I don't want to yeah. change. I don't want to change. I don't want to change. I don't want to upset my IBS. I don't want to change my lifestyle. My prep is on point. We'll have to change everything if we change this one dish. So I ate the same thing over and over again. And I started noticing my binge tendencies coming back mm. and it was little things. So I could start, I could picture the inside of the fridge when I wasn't looking at the fridge. If there was something that I knew had been a trigger food before, and it was not even food that I liked all the time. Like my partner, Sean, he liked peppermint chocolate. Because I didn't like peppermint chocolate, I asked him to buy that and have it in the fridge because I knew then I wouldn't even be tempted by it because I didn't like it. Yuck, I started, the thought of peppermint right? chocolate. Right? Ew, gross. <laughs> like, what was wrong with you? Like, like, yeah, what? Yeah, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, I know. What? Like, Psycho. Chalk me. Literally. <laughs> sorry, there's probably a lot of people listening that like that. So like, many, yeah. so many. Yeah, yeah, you're a psychopath. Yeah, literally weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I started picturing his chocolate in the fridge and I remember looking at one time how many pieces are in there and in the middle of the night I woke up and I could just like picture the fridge. I could picture where it was in the fridge oh and I was God. like, ooh, that's... Yeah. That's a little warning sign. And that's purely because you were just, um, you didn't give yourself variety. That's it. Mm. No variety. And that's it. I was still enjoying all these amazing foods, but I kept telling myself I had to eat these foods. Yeah. So everything else became off limits. That's it. So what I did, I called my coach. So I have a training nutrition and mindset coach. And I shamefully admitted that I felt like binging and I, start, I had started like eating all my meals together to like try and get that full feeling. I was full. I just was trying to stop myself from eating those foods that I didn't even like. And, and there's a difference between feeling full and mentally satisfied. That's 100% it. Mm. I wasn't eating to fill my soul at that point. Exactly. I was just fueling myself, which especially coming from that past makes it a little bit harder as well. Hard for anyone in prep as well. Um, Do you find that when you're dieting, if you take two different approaches as a – giving yourself variety, you could be saying on the same amount of calories, but B, same amount of calories, no variety. Do you find your um, binge eating 
thoughts and habits are stronger in being. Definitely start coming back if I don't have any variety. Mm. Um, also gut health-wise, I came out of that dieting phase. And I just want to go back quickly and I called my coach basically and he just got my mindset right. So that's another thing. If you do struggle with this kind of thing, reach out to a coach or a mental health professional because um, they know the right things. They know how to get you back on track and then start educating yourself. I would 100%, you know, recommend recommend a coach. Um, counselors are good in the sense where they can give you good advice, but coaches, they are there with you. That's 100%. They are there with you. They They've usually been in the same and, kind of things as well, to be honest. Yes. If you find the right coach, which I did. Mm. So something that I did also want to talk about is if you still struggle and if you have anything that triggers it, like stress or social events. Stress is the biggest thing, 100%. Mm. If you're stressed, if you're not sleeping, your body will feel deprived naturally, and that's when you will have those cravings, especially for high-calorie or high-sugar foods. Your body's craving energy. Your body's craving that endorphin, that satisfaction. So I feel like at times like that, higher stress, boredom is a big one, especially with my clients. I feel that a lot. And social events where other people are making it okay. So say you're someone who's recovering from an eating disorder and you're trying to slowly increase your calories, you're trying to put all those foods back in your life, you go to a family event and everyone goes, oh, why are you eating this? Why are you eating that? Why are you eating this? You're so skinny, this, this, and this. And they kind of almost justify for you to overeat and overindulge because that kind of makes them feel like what they're doing is okay. If they watch that person who's come back from an eating disorder overindulge to the point of near sickness, that person is then going to go, oh, well, I can eat this because you see mm. that skinny little person just ate all that food as well. Mm. People sometimes, they almost want to bring you down with them. That sounds so sadistic, but it's kind of they true. They just want reassurance that the habits they've created are normal. So yes, if you're doing right. it too, if a fit person's doing it too, they feel like it's somewhat normal and healthy and, and justified. Okay. That's how you're saying it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I've, I've been there, so. Yeah. The relation, <laughs> yeah. Um, when, when you become aware of your triggers, so to my audience listening, when you become aware of your triggers, I, again, I'm all about challenging your weaknesses. So become aware of your triggers, become like really clarify what triggers it. It could be certain people. It could be certain times. It could be certain environments, loud noises, mess. There's everyone is so specific with their own individual triggers. So you need to actually sit down and clarify it. Write it down. Do whatever you need to do. Clarify and challenge. So and then challenge. reassess your goals as yes. well and where you're going. I found personally when I was in prep and I was craving stuff like cake and stuff like that, just really stuff I didn't really crave. Hi, I'm usually like a savoury person, like pizza mm. all the way. And <laughs> I was craving like these sugary, like raspberry cheesecakes and stuff I've never liked my whole life. Deficit things. Deficit things. And people <laughs> yeah. would go, just go eat it. You deserve it. Just like, go I do this. I don't actually want it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get to the underlying reason. That's right. Do you know what I mean? If you, That's you right. know your body. So. And I knew and I would yeah. just say, oh, it's just because I'm, you know, quite energy deficient right now. Yeah. I'm 
taking more out than I'm putting in, mm. kind of driving an empty car sometimes. Yeah. Which is suited to bodybuilding but not for everyday life. As you said before, mini cuts, mm. fine. If you can have that feeling for a short amount of time and really push through, sometimes you get that great satisfaction. Like I got through that deficit day and I am freaking vibing. Mm. I still have energy. I still did this, this, and this. But just recognize it is a short period of your life. We want to be in maintenance to for like every day and then we want to be able to build that maintenance higher so you can enjoy more food so you can be feel better so you can lift better Mm. and then if you're wanting to build that muscle we want to be in that surplus phase deficiting short phases phases. and variety stuff that you can stick to the best i'm air quoting (laughs) diet Mm. is the one that works for you is the one that you can stick with don't go mainstream don't be like oh well karen told me that this diet worked that's great for Karen. If that's working for her, that's awesome. Good for Karen. You're not Karen. Mm. You crave different things. It's like when people ask me for a meal plan. Personally, I don't do meal plans because I don't know rather. What that person wants. That's it. Well, I'm going to go through all your likes and dislikes. So you're going to write yeah. everything down. Mm. No, I'd rather teach you how to track so you know what fits your Educate lifestyle. Yourself. You've got a mum, yeah. you're a mum with children. I guarantee me telling you to eat a rump steak with basil pesto some kind of expensive cheese and mm. you know uh five different types of veggies isn't probably going to work for your lifestyle because your children are not going to eat that well exactly. or it's going to be mega expensive doesn't work for you economically exactly you need to do what works for you and if you know mince potato and some beans work for you and all your family let's do that let's do taco night yeah you know what i mean and like, you can do that like 100 yeah, percent. when you it can comes do that. down to achieving your goals it, you can literally, it doesn't matter how you achieve it. You can it. do anything. You can yeah. do anything. And it, knowing that it, it is, it's really refreshing. It, it is. really is because it goes against everything that we were taught and that we know we constantly are exposed to low-carb diets, intermittent fasting, yes. all these things. And when Which you are that on, you? Great. Go, go for gold. Yeah. But when you are on this journey of finding food freedom, but you do have a goal, which is something that I back 100%. I feel like a lot of people resent being free from that thought of food because they feel like it's going to take them to the other end and they're going to lose control. But it's not the case. I'm all about finding yeah, food freedom. freedom yeah, isn't it? Finding, exactly, yeah. finding food freedom whilst achieving your goal and having that reassurance that you can eat whatever you want and still achieve your goal is extremely six weeks six weeks during my prep ate a donut every day yeah exactly and you had to track the donut Mm -hmm. and i ate that donut every single day Mm. i made homemade pizzas for like a six-week period as well Mm. you can do those things and it was only when i recognized those binge triggers again that i was like okay I need to be a bit smarter about my food or I'm going to lose my bloody mind and I'm going to give up a sport that I love. Exactly. Something that I did want to add on with cravings is, I like how you said before, you started to crave food and you, you never usually crave it. So something I did want to add on is this comes down to acknowledging you and are these cravings or is this comfort and habit? Yeah. So that is something you need to acknowledge in itself. With or binging. boredom or emotion. Boredom, like you said before, yeah. these triggers. So you need to acknowledge because I know a lot of the tips that we've given in today's episode is about um, fueling your body, et cetera, et cetera. But sometimes it can come from a – it can stem from something completely different that isn't revolved around food. So if you're finding that, food is just becoming a comfort, this is when you actually start to look within and find that comfort within. 
So it does come down to the individual, but the best way to go about it is self-evaluating. And then finding something, a reward that isn't related around food and isn't related around exercise either. Mm. Something completely different. It can be going for a walk or it can be... Like you said, making yourself look beautiful with makeup. Literally, 100%. like what a vibe. Yeah, yeah. something that makes you feel good and you don't... You a don't need to be a dickhead day, about yeah. it. And be like, oh, I'm just going to go for a walk. That's what everyone says, and not actually enjoy it. Do something you fucking enjoy. It doesn't really matter what no, it literally, is. No, literally, it's just whatever yeah. you enjoy. Exactly. It's you personally. It doesn't need to be healthy. Oh, like. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh, I've I was listening to a podcast and he was saying like, um, all these like influencers basically were saying that oh, when I'm feeling like this, I journal. And yeah. it's, it works for everyone. It's amazing. Or when I fucking hate journaling. Oh, <laughs> just fucking, put it out I there. I cannot do it either. No, anyways, God, no. anyways. Makes me more depressed because I'm like, oh, my God, I'm lonely. And I'm writing the book. How did my life just break again? <laughs> yeah, here we go. Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to go for yeah, the fridge. It's literally, yeah, Fine, it's yeah, literally yeah. what works for you. It does For me, the makeup thing was a thing. I like that. I get dressed up, girl. Yeah, I take photos. So... Oh my god! Yeah. Should I say it all the time? Literally, I, I don't know how many captions up. I've put. This like, go take sexy, confident, oh, getting that beautiful photo. Yeah, right? photos where you feel empowered and confident. Yeah. That's that's the best way to pull yourself out of it. I have a Fuck friend. journaling. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> journaling. No, seriously. Lingerie. The rest is fine. Yeah. No, disclaimer. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's illegal. It's, it's, no, no. It's illegal disclaimer. It's, it's actually Actually, really coming out with C-Journal next time. Buy my journal, guys. Yo, no, I have, a, I have a friend. Um, I have a friend in prep, and she was just telling me, like, man, I feel like going crushing, like, six donuts. And I once, first, straight, like, straight away, I FaceTimed her. Said, let's have a chat. Like, let's yeah. go over this. And then what she actually decided to do, she decided to do some of her posing routine. Love that. Yes. So not only does it get her a step towards her goal, but it made her feel empowered and why she was doing that goal. And then she looked at her badass bloody body and she was like, I'm literally just craving that because I'm bored, because I'm feeling a bit emotional, because I'm feeling a bit run down. She's in a lockdown as well. She's feeling isolated. And then once she did that, she was like, Oh my god! I'm so glad I went and did that posing because I feel like a bad. She's an ex dancer. Mm. Her posing is a bloody art. Like it's, it was beautiful. It's funny <laughs> that we say this. You, you can never really imagine someone so extremely happy and thriving and then going to binge. Literally, do you know what I mean? It comes from Wait, a place. Never knew I was binging. Yeah, I was the yeah. happiest, hungriest person. You'd go home and probably feel that sense of lack of something. That's it. So try to fulfill it with food. That's it. Literally. Um, my last question for today, yes. we're trying to wrap it up quite quickly with the lamb in a wrap rush. It up, wrap it up, wrap it up. What does <laughs> finding your balance look like to you? Okay, I think it's so important. In, important. <laughs> important. I yeah, yeah. I think it's important. I'm currently dancing. You just can't see it. You That's weird. Yeah. You can hear, though. You can hear the, the change of tony <laughs> voice. <laughs> feels very dancing. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so finding a balance between your goals, your families like your life in general, I heard a good, it's basically just like memories over macros. That's what I'm just, that's such a vibe for me. It is. So I agree when you have a specific goal, you know, sometimes that balance gets put a little bit on the back burner, but you still got to, you know, make those moments for you. But then remember that one, saying no is a powerful thing. If you're not vibing something, say no. 
people actually respect you way more for doing that than being a yes man every single yes, day. Yes, 100%. So finding a balance between the yeses and the noes. The yes, I want to do that. You know, memories over macros. Memories over a specific goal sometimes. Yes. And then finding the times when you're like, oh, hell no. I have goals and I'm on my way to achieving them and exactly. no one can fucking stop me. And be confident you with can't, that. That's it. Mm-hmm. And the more confident you are with it, the more people respect it and understand you go, I'm sorry. Like as much as I would love to do that with you, it's just not in my, you know, it's not it's not what I'm doing right now. Yeah, it's not. I'm happy to do this and this with you instead. Come to a compromise and find love that balance that. between yeah. that as well. Yeah. You want to go and, you know, sit around and eat Domino's pizza, for example, which I freaking love. But maybe that's not my goal right now. Instead, and I've said it to you before, come over for dinner and let's make our own. Yeah. Like let's track compromise. it and enjoy compromise. Yeah. And the thing is sometimes but it makes the experience to, even to more special too. Yeah, exactly. You're not restricting. You're doing something even more beautiful with a friend or family member and it becomes a great experience. Exactly. Not everything has to be about going out or eating out doing all those things it's finding the balance between your goals and your lifestyle exactly all the time Finding the balance between your physical and your mental Mm. what makes you happy and what makes you feel fulfilled Mm. that's why the same thing with my clients eat to fuel yourself eat to for your body and eat to fuel your soul Mm. or your mind see where you want your energy to be at that day do you want to just sit around in pajamas do nothing and smash a whole pizza do that, babe. Go do yeah, that. Literally. Oh, hell yeah. Mm. You're going to go out for wines with your friends? Go do that. But if you want to sit at home, read that book, fall asleep at 8 a.m. Oh, 8 a.m. Jesus. Jeez, 8 p.m. And then get up the next day, smash a gym session. Do that too. It's about what you want to do. This is your life. We need to stop just fulfilling other people's wants. It's mm. your life. You need to do what suits you. And what's going to make you happy. That's right. That and moment. the right people will understand. Exactly. Exactly. That's when it comes down to who you surround yourself yeah, with. Yeah, how important that is. Exactly. To and how much you that. let those people know how important it is to you. Like people aren't mind readers. You just say no, no, no. People might be like, oh, maybe it's me. Like, yeah. Understand that sometimes you might need to explain your goals a bit. Yeah, exactly. And be confident in that. Like, they're your goals for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like, people I don't know. need to know every detail. People but be like, inspired by that's that. 100% it. You don't know who you're inspiring. That's right. Exactly. Maybe it's someone in the back, you know, back of your life that has wanted to make a change. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. You're like, I'm doing this. You never know. They might join in. Mm. Like, now you're helping someone else change their life. That's exactly right. Exactly. Thank you so much for today's episode. No worries. I hope you guys did enjoy it. Where can my audience find you? So I'm currently on Instagram. It's just at Amber Marie underscore PT. And you'll usually find me in like a million different photos, funny reels, or funny scenes reels, as well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you'll see so usually goofing around. Yeah, just, just, just go there. We're fine. Yeah, just, just come to me. Just click on a tag. And then we're fine. That's where you're fine. Thank <laughs> you so much, guys. I will see you in my next episode. Bye.